This morning we're going to be concluding our series on advance. And uh, we looked at the word advance. Basically it means to move forward in a purposeful way or to make progress. How many of you know it is the will of God for us to advance? Amen. To make progress and to increase. And what we did is we took the word advance and we preached a sermon on every letter. A stands for attitude or stands for the spirit of faith. D stands for making a quality decision and having the determination to follow through on the decisions we make to move forward in our lives. V stands for vision. Because without one, we cannot prosper, we cannot advance, we cannot increase. Where there is no vision, what happens? The people perish. Now you flip that over, where there is a vision, where there is hope, the people can prosper. And then A stands for anticipation or expectation. It's vital that we have our expectors out. You know, if we're in faith, believing God for something, that's our firm foundation. But our hope alongside of our faith confidently expects to what we believe we have received to come to pass soon and very soon. Amen? And then N stands for never look back or never, never draw back. Last week we spoke along the lines of consistency. To be consistent in our life, to be constant. Now this morning, we could look at various things where E stands for. We could talk about it's important to exercise our authority. But I got this in my heart for E, and that is the word endure. To make progress, we must all endure. Now the word endure means to last. It means to abide. It means to live, persist to prevail, to be steadfast, to be firm, to be fixed, unwavering, unchanging, to have stickability, or long standing. If we were ever going to fulfill and to finish the race that God has given each and every one of us, we must learn to endure. Now, a primary reason why people do not finish their race, do not fulfill what God's put in their heart, is they quit. And I think sometimes people, you know, in the beginning of the race, they take off like a sprinter. And after about 100 yards, they run out of gas. You know, it's like the cheetah. It's the fastest animal in the world. It can run 70 miles an hour, but it can only do it for a short period of time. The reason why they have a small heart. Well, we don't have small hearts. We've got brave hearts. We are strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And the strong spirit of the man will sustain us in our time of infirmity. And so enduring is extremely important. We must not quit. Here's what the book of Hebrews says in verse 35 and 36. He said, Cast not away therefore your confidence... Amen. Which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Now the word patience there is endurance. You have need of steadfastness. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. I like how the message says it. It says it this way. But you need to stick it out. 
staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promise completion. You know, when I think of endurance, I think of men in the Bible like Noah. Noah was asked to build an ark for the saving of his household. Did you know how long it took to build that ark? It was a long time. Someone said it was a hundred years. I don't know about that. But can't you imagine the ridicule that Noah experienced and the persecution that he took when he's out there building an ark? They probably thought he was nuts. And there may be some people that think you're crazy. But thank God at least we're screwed on to the right bolt, right? (laughs) Amen. And so they're out there mocking Noah, but Noah kept building And he kept building and he kept doing the will of God and it sure paid off for him and his family. You also think about Abraham. Abraham had this promise. God spoke to him and he said, you will be the, you are the father of many nations. Now he was an old man when he said that. And in in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, of course, this is speaking of Abraham in verse 12. And I'm going to read it from the NLT. It says, Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and what? Because of their faith and endurance. In the King James, verses 13 through 15, it says, For when God made promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. That's covenant talk. Saying, surely blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. Read verse 15 with me. And so, after he had patiently he endured, he obtained the promise. Amen. So it's one thing to be in faith. It's one thing to start out in faith, but how many of you know you need your faith coupled with patience? Because it is through faith and patience that we are going to inherit the promises. We had to have faith and patience to turn this building from a six-screen movie theater into a state-of-the-art worship center. Amen. Amen. If we would have just thrown in the towel and given up by all of the things that we had to face and go through and overcome, we would have made it. But I thank God we have a congregation who knows how to stand in faith, but also knows how to endure. Now, something the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me many years ago. He reminded me of Luke. He said, but tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the promise from the Father until you be endued with power from on high. So in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there is an endowment. There is clothing that comes upon you and and I. It is clothing to be a witness, but is also clothing to be able to stay strong when when the tests and trials of life come our way. And I believe what the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me is I have given you an endowment. I will endue you so that you can endure. Hallelujah. Amen. 
We cannot face some of the things we have faced. We cannot go through some of the things we have been through without Him. But aren't you glad we are not without Him? He is on the inside of us. He is upon us. He is among us. He has endued us. He has enabled you to endure these last two years. He will enable you to endure till you go all the way to the finish line, till you breathe your last breath, and till you hear, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Say with me, I've been endued, and by the grace of God, I can endure. How in the world can you endure a 14 and a half hour flight to Manila? Through faith and patience. Amen. Knowing that eventually you're going to get there. So I want to encourage you to hold steady. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Your best days are just ahead of you. And our best days as a church are ahead of us as well. When I think of endurance, I think of Joseph. Think about what Joseph went through. His brothers threw him into a pit. He went from the pit to jail. But oh, thank God, eventually, Joseph made it to the palace. Another person is Nehemiah. Nehemiah was called to build up the walls of Jerusalem that had been literally torn down and devastated. But Nehemiah had a call from God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah endured mockery. He endured criticism. He endured rejection. But thank God the walls of Jerusalem were built up. And then how about the Apostle Paul? He endured a lot of ups and downs, and he endured a lot of ins and outs. Notice with me in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. And Paul is talking to Timothy, and he's doing some mentoring here, and he's talking to him about some of the things that he has been through. And in first, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, verse 10, it says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering or endurance, my charity and my patience, persecutions and afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which what persecutions I threw in the towel. No. I endured. Now notice the next word. What's the next word? Because he endured, the rest of the verse happened for Paul. But out of them all... Uh, he, 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 he delivered me out of half of them. No? But out of them all, the Lord. It wasn't his education that got him free. It wasn't the fact that he was the great apostle Paul 
that got him free. It was the fact that he endured the afflictions. He endured the persecutions. These afflictions and these persecutions come to us daily. And the reason why the afflictions and the persecutions came to Paul's life is because he had something on the inside of him that was getting out to other people. Will you have someone and something on the inside of you that if you will allow him to flow through you, it's going to get to other people. It's going to set the captives free. It's going to lift and it's going to build people up. But the enemy will do everything he can to shut you up and to shut you down. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. Amen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers you. So think it not strange concerning the fiery trial and the tests of life that come your way. Think it not strange, for it's just the enemy being the enemy. Well, so what? He's a defeated foe. If the enemy is being the enemy, hey, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be God in your life. And show himself strong on your behalf. Right in a fiery test. Hallelujah. Paul said, I didn't fold. And I didn't give up. One translation says, The Lord delivered me from every single one of them. Now let's understand this. When we're talking about enduring, we're not talking about grinning and bearing it. Just hold out faithful brother till the end. In a little while, it'll be all over with. You know, just toughen up, suck it up, just grin and bear it. No. To endure is to prevail. To endure is to overcome. In whatever situation we may face in our life, there is overcoming power available to all of us. And if we're going to advance, if we're going to move forward and make progress, we must learn to endure and outlast the enemy's attacks. James makes it very clear. Have you ever read the book of James? The book of James is just an absolute marvelous book. He said, and I'm going to quote this, and then we're going to look at another translation. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh endurance. Amen. In other words, the testing of your faith will employ the force of patience or it will employ the force of endurance. In other words, when we are squeezed, what should come out of us is, oh, no, what are we going to do? What should come out of us is endurance 
And patience, something that will hold us steady. Now, I love the Passion Translation of this. And I'll begin in verse 1. He says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. How about that? Then he goes on to tell us why. For you know, say it with me, I know. know. He says, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then, as your endurance grows stronger, even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Let's read that verse together. Let's camp on that for a moment. Ready, read. And then, as you endure... Say with me, nothing missing and nothing lacking in my life. Thank you, Lord. That's so good, isn't it? Through faith and patience, we're going to inherit the promises. Folks, through faith and patience, we're going to see a turnaround in our nation. Well, let me put it to you like this. Through faith and patience, we're going to see gas prices go down. That's a better amen right there. How about this one? Through faith and patience, God will put the right people in the right places at the right time for the right season in your life in my life and in our nation so we don't want to give up we want to pray and we want to believe God is moving amen through faith and patience we're going to see the glory of God in this place another example of a man of God that had great endurance was Moses. He was, he was absolutely tested and tried. Let's take a look real quickly. Moses, he endured Egypt and Pharaoh. Now notice with me in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and verse 24 through 26. Notice this, that he did everything by faith. Faith is a necessary ingredient for us to progress. So he said, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Sometimes to move forward in life, there are some things we need to cut off. 
there are some things we need to refuse. Moses had to refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, which literally means that had he not refused, Moses would have never had another broke day for the rest of his life. He would have been wealthy. He would have been rich. He would have been taken well care of. But those things were not number one in Moses' thinking. By faith, when he was come to years. You know, it's a good thing when we come to years. What does that mean? It's a good thing when we mature. And we learn what's important and what's not so important. It has to do with what our priorities are. The Spirit of the Lord will sort out for us what our priorities are and what our priorities should be. And then He will always give us the choice to make the decision. Either to refuse or to accept. Next verse. He refused and then He chose. Faith refuses... But faith also chooses. Choosing rather now to suffer. Someone says, I don't like that word suffer. Well, it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. All that live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. We don't suffer the things that Christ suffered for us on the cross in his substitutionary sacrifice. We don't have to suffer sickness and disease. We don't have to suffer going to hell because he already went there for us. We don't have to suffer depression and anxiety because the chastisement of our peace was upon him. We don't have to suffer what he suffered for us in our substitution. But oh, Jesus suffered. He suffered mocking. He suffered persecution. He suffered people talking badly about him. And we will go through some things. But the neat thing about suffering is this. Suffering only lasts for a night time. But joy, joy, it comes in the morning. You may be going through the valley of the shadow of death, but you are not staying there. You're going through it. Woo, hallelujah. And the next morning, there's nothing but joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Can I take a side journey? It's only 11 o'clock. Relax. You know, if you... If you went and saw some of the movie, you know, it's amazing what we endure in the natural realm. I mean, just waiting in line for the next iPhone. You go to Palo Alto, they're camping out on University Ave. You think about how many people are in line for the Warriors tickets, and I love the Warriors. But I'm not going to stay up all night in line trying to get a ticket in the nosebleeds. I know he's raised me up together in heavenly places, but come on. 
But it's amazing what people will endure. A bad flight. Anybody ever had a bad flight? How about a cold shower? An outhouse? It's amazing. The latest blockbuster movie. But when it comes to the things of God and to the kingdom of God, when it comes to the things that are vital, when it comes to the things that are going to be lasting and eternal, sometimes we squirm and complain and say, I'm out. I'm out. Pastor's talking about tithing. I'm out. Pastor's talking about serving. What you talking about, Pastor? Now, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people that aren't here. Uh-oh, I just lied. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> The blood, Jesus, the blood. But what about employing that same endurance for the things of God? For, for reading the Bible every day. For praying every day. When Pastor Nancy stands up or one of our associates stand up and say, we need some volunteers in this area, what about that? So there's, there is a choice that we need to make every day. Let's go back to our verse. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Read the rest. Notice that statement there. Enjoying the pleasures of sin. Sin can be pleasurable. But sin and the pleasures of sin are only temporary. So he made the right choice to suffer affliction with the people of God to enjoy rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now notice verse 26. We see a refusal. We see a choosing. And then number 26, we see an esteeming. In other words, he's honoring something. Read it with me. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. Wow, that's a mouthful right there. Now, I did a word study on the word respect there. We see the word esteeming, and we see the word respect. The word literally respect there means to look away from everything else in order to look intently on one object. 
And the note that I read in the Spirit-filled Bible says this, Moses looked away from the wealth of the world's system toward a, toward a messianic future. Toward a bright future. Verse 27. Read it with me. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. What is it that enabled Moses to be steadfast? What is it that enabled Moses to endure? He kept his eyes and he kept his mind on God and he kept his thoughts and his focus not on the temporary, which was pleasurable only for a season, but on the eternal that has great benefits and great rewards, not only on this side, but on the other side. And the Bible says that we are to look unto Jesus. The Passion says this of verse 27, Holding faith's promise, Moses abandoned Egypt and had no fear of Pharaoh's rage because he persisted in faith as if he had seen God who is unseen. Hallelujah. So there's two realms we live in, right? There's the temporary and there's the eternal. We're living in this earth temporarily. But while we're living in this earth temporarily, we are not to set our affections on that which is temporary because that which is temporary is subject to change. It's seasonable. So while we're going through life, we're enduring, we're esteeming, we're respecting God, we're keeping our eyes on Him. Thus, we are living with an eternal mindset. Because we know the eternal things will never fail us. We know the eternal things will always lift us up and hold us up. Enable us to make it through. Hallelujah. That's why he said in 2 Corinthians 4.18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are subject to change. But the things which are eternal, hallelujah, which are not seen are eternal and they will never ever change. So if you want to be unchanging like that definition of endure is, and unwavering, live with an eternal mindset. Hallelujah. And then what about Job? We cannot preach this message without talking about Job. In the book of James chapter 4 and verse 10 and verse 11, in the message it says this, Take the old prophets as your mentors. Amen. Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up Are you leading us into false doctrine? <laughs> How did that happen? 
Well, let's see what it says. Get down on your knees before the master. It is the only way you will get on your feet. Look at the Passion Translation on this. I will not be defeated. I will not quit. I learned that from Pastor Hagen. Praise the Lord. Book of James. Dun, 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 dun. Chapter 5. Okay, thank you. Well, I was just one off. Anybody ever been more than one off? Thank you. Thank you. Was that Martha? Yeah, thank you, Martha. All right, let's try this again, all right? James chapter 5, verse 10 and verse 11, and this will be from the message. Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything. They went through everything, and they never once quit. All the time honoring God. Think about it. When we don't quit, it honors God. Next verse. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard, of course, of Job's staying power. And you know how God brought it all together for him? Amen? For him at the end, that's because God cares right down to the last detail. And so we see that Job went through hell. Everything was stolen from him, but Job didn't give up. Job had staying power. Now as a result, look at Job 42 verse 10. We will see the end of Job. After all that Job went through, in Job 42 and verse 10, it says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Put your name in there. And the Lord turned the captivity of John. The Lord turned the captivity of Susan. Hallelujah. Now notice the rest of the verse. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. We could say it this way. Job got double for his trouble. Now why? Because he stayed the course. And if you will stay the course, at the end it will pay off. Sometimes we go through some unpleasant things. We go through some unexpected things. But remember, God has given us power to endure. We don't need to just start our race. We need to finish our race. You probably won't remember this, but way back in 1968, of course, I barely remember it. In 1968, the Olympics was in Mexico City. Mexico City has a very, very high altitude. And they were running a marathon. Does anybody know how many miles a marathon is? 26.2 miles in high altitude. 
It was very hot. And there was a man from Africa. His name was John Stephan Akwari. And during the race, he cramped up. And he ended up falling down, injuring his knee. A joint in his knee was way out of sort. He also fell on his shoulder, and he was barely, barely able to, to walk. But he just kept moving. He kept moving. He kept, to the best he could, running his race until he finished. He was the last one to finish among other runners, and he was hours after they were finished. There were just a few thousand people left in the stands. But when he went across the finish line, he got a standing ovation and a big hoorah from the people that stayed. There was a television crew that had just finished up at a medal ceremony, and they went back to interview this gentleman from Africa. And when they interviewed him, they said, Why did you continue running? Why would you do that? And here's was his statement. He said, My country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. My country sent me 5,000 miles to finish the race. And God did not send His Son for us just to start the race. But He sent His Son for you and I to finish the race. We do not just need starting commitment in the area of prayer. We need staying commitment. Have I got any finishers here today? Have I got any people that have been stirred up just a little bit by this message and say of me, I will endure. By the grace of God, I will endure. So in life, you may fall. But if you have the courage to get back up by His grace, you're going to make it all the way to the finish line. Hallelujah. Amen. Most preachers at my age, 71, going to be 72 in November, most preachers at my age are looking for a golf course. They're looking for a place in Palm Springs. I've been to Palm Springs. It's not that great. I golfed 16 holes the other day, and I surely am not that great. I used to go by how many pars I got, now I go by how many good shots I can get. <laughs> My point is this. In the kingdom of God, your race isn't finished until you're finished. Amen. And God is not finished with any of us. Amen. Whether you're 80 or 90 or 70 or 50 or 40, He who has begun a good work in you, He's going to complete it. He's going to finish it. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to go all the way. We're going to go all the way. We're going to go all the way to the finish line. And while we're in this race, what do you say we stay in our own lane? 
Don't try to be or do something God's not called you to be or do. Find out what God's called you to be, called you to do, and stay in your own lane. And don't look around at the person next to you. Don't compare yourself with so-and-so or brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. You just keep marching. You keep running. You keep moving toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Because at the end of the day, you will only be accountable for what God made you to be. And what God called you to be and called you to do. If God called you to work in the nursery, you better get busy. I just lost the crown. If God called you to be a rich businessman or businesswoman and dump millions of dollars into the kingdom of God, I say, go for it. So be it. For the glory of God. But don't try to be someone you're not supposed to be. Don't try to sing if you can't sing. Just make a joyful noise in the shower. Be and do and finish everything that God has called you to do. What do you say we advance? Yes. To do so, we are going to endure. Amen.